I know God got some good stuff for his people. Amen. And that's what you got to do. Pray for me as I pray for you. Amen. All right. Now, I gave you Acts chapter number, uh, uh, chapter number 26. That's our series. Acts chapter 26 and verse number 18. From 12 to 18, I usually read our series. It's what God gave Paul to do. Now, it's very important because you know I didn't say go into all the world and preach the gospel of Matthew 20. That's not, that's not what God told Paul to do. See, that's Old Testament. And that's why we must understand what did God give the apostle Paul to do. I'm going to deal with that a little later on so you can understand that, okay? Now, I want to connect to the information this morning. So you, if you did not listen to us this morning, wait a minute, I got something I was supposed to be doing. Uh, I never welcome my audience. Ain't that right? I'm going to get that at the beginning, so if there's some adjustments has to be made, uh, I won't get, uh, but I got to make, is that okay with you? Yeah. Can you stand up on your feet? Help me to do this. Amen, amen. Thank you very much. I'm going to come show in the front row right there, okay? All right. Ta, ta, ta. Ta, ta. Is the Lord good or what? All right, here we go. All right. I want to I recognize people who watch this television broadcast. I'm sitting here because I want all the people of this church to be my, my support. Because I'm so grateful. Come on, give the Lord a great big hand. Now, these are the people who watch this television broadcast on a weekly basis. On a weekly basis. Saginaw, Michigan, Pastor Willie Casey. Saginaw, Michigan, Brother James Holm. Commerce, Texas, Sister Claudia Record. Cibola, Texas, Mother Dodge Russell and her family. Yuma, Arizona, Sister Pinky Moody and family. Margareta, Georgia, Sister Yolanda Robinson, Brother Clark O'Neill. These people are watching us from Arlington, Texas, Sister Deborah Holm. Sister Las Vegas, Nevada, Sister Tracy Smith and Sister Asa Stewart. Also from Paris, Texas, Brother Marcus Blakely and his family. Lawrenceville, Georgia, Sister George Studevant, Spring, Texas, Sister Mildred Applewhite and her family. Also from, also from Toledo, Ohio, Sister Denise Baker. Also from Berkeley, West Virginia, Sister Yvette Moore. Also from Hampton, Virginia, Brother Jeff Jones' sister, Blanche Harrison. Also from Mill, Millbrook, Alabama, Sarah Smoke. Virginia, Virginia Perry from Memphis, Tennessee. I want to also include some people in, in Tennessee, the priestess. Give them a big hand also. Also from, also from Mesa, Arizona, Will Howard. These are the people that we have a list today. I know we got more, but let's give the Lord a big hand clap for the people who watch our television broadcast. Hallelujah. Enjoy the word. Hallelujah. All right, just for the people who fearful for pastor. Hallelujah. You got to know that God I know. Hallelujah. How many know he's able to do exceeding, abundant, above all 
that we ask a thing and it's according to the my God Almighty. It's according to the power that worketh in us. That's what I'm talking about. That's one of my notes today. When you realize that the Holy Ghost work in you that believe. Hallelujah. Let's, can you just raise your hand and thank him right now? Thank him right now. Hallelujah. All your needs are already met. Come on, just, just thank him right now. All your needs are already met. Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands and thank the Lord for it. Oh, glory to God forever. Man, who wouldn't worship a God like this? Who wouldn't serve a God like this? Thank you, Lord. All right, now let's get right into the word because that's why I'm here. I'm excited, but I'm excited to give you the word because of what God has given unto me. Let's go to the book of Galatia. There's a question that the Apostle Paul asked the church, uh, the, the, the believers at Galatia. And I, I read it a lot, but in Galatians chapter 13, these people have left grace. Chapter 3 and verse 1. We're going to look at the first five verses. These people left grace and, and went back to the law. And so Paul now got to ministry, have to, his ministry have to be at work. Remember, his ministry is open their eyes, turn them from darkness to light, turn them from the power of Satan to God that they may receive. See, forgiveness of sins and an inheritance is among them that are sanctified. So if you, if you don't receive your forgiveness, you can't receive your inheritance. You see, and that's why the enemy always makes it seem like the forgiveness of sin you have to work for. No, I'm going to show you that. No, that's works. That's Old Testament. So what I want to do today is I want to go to Galatians chapter 3, verse 1 through 5. Uh, when you get this, amen. All right, we're on the screen. It says, I'm going to come to this camera right here. All right, verse number 1. Oh, foolish Galatians. Paul is talking to them because he's been ministering to them. He says, who has bewitched you? that you should not obey the truth. Before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth crucified. That word obey the truth is the same as believe the truth. And the word truth is the gospel of Christ. Okay, so if I didn't tell you, I'm gonna to wanna to tell you again. So you can read it like this. Oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not believe the gospel of Christ? Before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth crucified among you. This what I learn of you. See, why you don't believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ was crucified among you. And you know he's not there. You went to the tomb. You know he was not there. See, they had told these people that they sold his body. When you go back and read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John Gospel, though they paid people to lie and said that they stole his body. All right? But here in verse 2, Paul said, This only will I learn of you. Receive you the Spirit. Otherwise, how did you receive the Spirit? Was it by the works of the law? Now, the works of the law is Old Testament. So if you keep in notes, it's called the law of Moses. Matter of fact, I will read this also out of the NLT, verse 2 and verse 5. He called it the works of the law. He called it the law of Moses. All right? All by the hearing of faith. So that's what my subject is going to be today, is the hearing of faith. So we want you to understand that those are the two things that you've got to understand. Either you are under the works of the law, or you are under the hearing of faith. All right. Then it says in verse number three, are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you made perfect by the flesh? So he's giving you all kinds of things to show you. First Corinthians, we talked about that. We're going to go to that today also. That Paul taught comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. Spiritual things, flesh against the spirit. 
All right. So he said, you are not under the flesh. You're under the spirit. Old Testament ministry was a ministry of the flesh. New Testament ministry is a ministry of the spirit. Otherwise, Old Testament, God used human flesh to do his work. Well, they were prophets, all kind of people. New covenant, he used the spirit to do his work through the apostle Paul. You see? So that's what it means. So in verse number four, have you suffered so many things in vain, if it yet be in vain? He therefore that ministered to you the spirit. Now this is what Paul did when he preached Christ crucified. The spirit of a living God was ministering to them the spirit. Otherwise he's saying, this is how you receive the spirit. Then he says, all working miracles among you. How do you do it? Do you do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? So that's why I want to talk about uh, the hearing of faith. All right. Now, what I want to do today is I want to uh, bring us into an understanding of some things I just got through saying. Now, you want to write down those words because I'm dealing with the, the hearing of faith. The opposite of the hearing of faith is the works of the law. Now, let's put that on the screen, would you? Uh, Galatians chapter 2, verse 5 and uh, Galatians chapter 3, verse 2 and verse 5. Galatians chapter 3. Uh, verse number two and verse number five. So you will see these, you will see these two things. But I want you to understand what Paul is talking about when he said the word hearing of faith. It can throw you off. It threw me off for many years until God began to show me that he was talking about the word of God. Hearing the word of God. But he called the word of God the hearing of faith. All right. Because I'm going to show you why he did that next. Uh, Galatians chapter three and verse number two out of the. NLT, Galatians chapter 3 and verse number 2 says, let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Now remember, the law of Moses is the works of the law. All right, the law of Moses. Of course not. You receive the Spirit because you believe the message you heard about Christ. All right, the message you hear about Christ is the hearing of faith. God's message about Christ is the hearing of faith. All right. Then he says, uh, you believe in me. Let's go to verse five. Let's do that one. He said, I ask you again. I ask you again. Does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? Now, remember the word obey means to believe because you didn't, you didn't, to believe, that's the word. Obey the law. You believe the law. Of course not. It is because you believe the message you heard about Christ. All right. So that's that is the uh, what what God gave us comparing those spiritual things. All right. Now, what I want to do today is I'm going to get into some things that I already have for as my notes are concerned. But I want to make sure that we, we start off on the right track here. All right. Now, the hearing of faith, once again, is the message about Christ. All right. You want to make sure you got that. All right. Then we got to understand uh, when you receive the spirit of faith, you receive the spirit of faith when the gospel of Christ is preached. You can't receive the spirit of faith without hearing the spirit of truth. The word of truth is the gospel of Christ. Let's go to that Ephesians chapter number one and verse 13. See, when the, you can't receive the spirit of Christ without hearing the spirit of truth because the word is truth. All right. Now, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 13 and 14. 
Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13 and 14. Paul had been talking to the Jewish believer the first 12 verses. Then he goes into the talk to the Gentiles or Greeks in whom also you trusted. Come to this camera. You want to underline that word after because I'm getting ready to show you a couple after. I'm going to show you a before and an after. We'll go to that in, back in Galatia. So he says, in whom you also trusted after. Somebody say after. after. Right, after you heard the word of truth. So otherwise, you couldn't get to trust in God until you heard the word of truth. Because faith come by hearing, right? I'm going to show you that also. After you heard the word of truth. And then he called the word of truth the gospel of our salvation. Oh, he said, yo, but our salvation. Whom also after, underline the word after again, say after. Right, because I'm going to take it to Galatia and I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you before and after. That's what I want to show you. How they were before and how they were after. Because I'm going to show you after the gospel of Christ came, then you are still preaching the works of, of the law or the law of Moses. Because you never got to the after. You're still living in the before. My God. Verse 13 again, in whom also you trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after you believe, believe the gospel of, of your salvation, the word of truth, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. God gave you the Holy Spirit of promise or he sealed your soul. The Holy Ghost, your soul's in Christ, Christ in your soul. That's what it means to be sold. That's what it means to be sealed. That means ownership. Your soul is in Christ. That means Christ owns your soul. That's why Paul found out you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and your spirit, which belong to God. All right. And then he said the Holy Ghost is the earnest. Now, that word earnest there means beginning, down payment of our inheritance. That's when God showed me that you have to have spiritual life before you can have eternal life. Eternal life is the life that God allows you to live in after your flesh is dead. See, right now you got to have spiritual life, though. That's Christ. Christ is your spiritual life. But if you don't have Christ in you, your spiritual life, after your body die, you can't go into eternal life. I mean, I heard what I said. And that's what people got to understand. That's why you need Christ right now. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He told my spiritual life, no man come to the Father but by me. You got to have spiritual life before you can enter into eternal life. Eternal life is when you pull off the body. Now, there are a lot of people are teaching you 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 13 through 18. I'm not going to that right now. You get a chance to read that. But that is not our message. That message was talked to the church of God and all those people still waiting for Jesus to come are still teaching that message. Don't be deceived. That's why I keep saying to you, you have to write to divide the word of truth. He didn't say write to divide the, the, law, the law from grace. You got to write to divide the word of truth. That means in the New Testament, there are times God is talking to Israel or the church of God. And there are times God is talking to the body of Christ. You got to know the difference. And I'm going I'm to I'm take a quickly and show you this. I'm going to do that and show it to you. All right. Now, remember, I just read you Ephesians 
And I'm going to show you in verse 14. The Holy Ghost is the earnest of our inheritance. Now, how many know if you have the earnest, you have the beginning of the down payment of your inheritance? Okay, look on the screen and put that same in the NLT. Verse 14. The Holy Ghost is the earnest. Let, let's look at that. Because you got to understand, you don't have eternal, eternal life. You have Christ who is your life, who is from eternity and live in eternity. That's why you're able to go into eternity when you die. All right. Now, I know I'm, I'm, I need to just do this just a little while, you know, because I'm working on something here. Somebody say working on something. Yeah, I got, I got to make sure you understand. I'm, I'm working on something. I'm trying to answer. See, I believe God tried to answer, or he does, answer all the questions that we have when we come to church. And see, we got people who, 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 who may be in a situation where they don't know where their loved ones are. You got to understand something. If they're in Christ, they with the Lord. Ain't no question. All right, just make sure you're in Christ. Ephesians chapter 1 in the NLT Bible. Uh, I'm going to read verse number 13 and 14 together. Just those two verses, back up to 13. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 1, and I'm going to start reading verse number 13. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. Now, I know that NLT put saved, S-A-V-E, but he, that should be saved because he already saved you. You just got to come by and pick it up. Then it says, he did it when you obeyed or believed in Christ. He identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is an identification that you are Christ, that you are God's son. All right. Then it said, whom he promised long ago. Now, we know that in 1 John uh, 2.25, the promise is the Holy Spirit. All right. He promised eternal life. Eternal life is the Holy Spirit. All right. Then it says in verse, uh, verse number 14, the spirit is God's guarantee. That's the word I want. Not just a down payment, but this Holy Ghost is God's guarantee. Somebody said this is a guarantee. See, if you got the Holy Ghost, you are guaranteed eternal life. All right. When God gave you eternal life, he guaranteed you eternal life. All right. That he will give us. I want you to read that. Leave it on the screen. The Spirit of God guarantee that we, that he will give us. See, the Holy Ghost is a guarantee that God will give you the eternal, I mean, sorry, the inheritance he promised. Well, what did he promise? Now, that's 1 John 2.25. I'm going there next. And that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. All right, let's look at 1 John 2.25. So you have to understand what did God promise. See, Paul, Paul know, and the, and the Jewish believer knew, that God promised them eternal life. But he could not, the only way he can give you eternal life, he had to give you a son first. And so this is why so many people are not going to make it, because they got people lying to them saying, oh, you just, just got to need to be baptized. And, and what? If you're baptized, and somebody says, okay, we baptize in Jesus. I, I saw one man on, on television, he says, you, 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 you baptize wrong. That's his message. You baptize wrong. If you're baptized in Titus, I'm going like, I didn't know people were that far back there. 
But anyway, come on up to grace. All right, 1 John chapter 2, and we want to look at verse number 25. All right. I'm reading out the NLT. You got the good, uh, which one you got up there? Okay, I'm going to do the good news. I'm in NLT, I'm sorry. Then I'm going to go to King James. NLT first, then the King. Whichever one you got up there, leave it up there. First John 2.25, and I just match it. Okay, and this is the promise, right? No, it says fellowship is NLT. All right, NLT said, and in this fellowship we enjoy the eternal life he promised us. All right, now let's go to King James. So cause that's what God promised, 1 John 2, 25. Now these kind of things need to mark in your Bible so when you're at home studying the word of God, you can have this to go look at again. 1 John chapter 2 and verse number 25. It'll say, and this is the promise. Everybody see that? And this is the promise that he has promised us. What did he promise us? Eternal life. Now, if he promised us eternal life and if, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. If he promised you eternal life, now I, I'm going to get to my message, but I'm, I'm laying a lot of groundwork. Somebody say, you know what they're doing. Right. So you got to understand, I'm laying a lot of groundwork because I want you to understand, if you got eternal life, you're not in the ground. See, when you let a person tell you that a person got Christ in them, we put them in the ground. See, if I was a, well, I won't say that. Oh, let me move on. Now, why I tell you to go? 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Now, what? this is for us. Somebody said, this is for us. So if you're in this ministry and I ask you to read a scripture when you have to do a funeral or something like that, that's what you read, 2 Corinthians 5. You don't go wear the old covenant. Now, you want to write down one more because I'm going to tell you another one that they read a lot at funerals. Re Revelation 14, 13. Put that down. You hear them a lot at funerals. See, you got a lot of preachers. They, 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 they catch on from other preachers. And the other preacher wrong, they wrong too. You know, that, I know I was there. I thought the preacher was right. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, are you there? Now watch what it said. You read, read. Don't just expect me to read for you. Read. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle dissolved. Somebody said we just had a funeral. See, a person just died. All right, so the body was dissolved. Write this down. Uh, Job chapter 19, and I think verse 26 but just write Job 19. We'll get there. Now, I gave you a lot of notes, but these I'm giving to you now, I'm going to do them first. And then we'll go to the other one. Let me find Job, what I want in Job. In Job chapter 19, verse 23 through 27. Put that down. I'm going to go to, after this, something else I just gave you, then something else. Then we got all our morning notes we got to catch up with. Oh, the Lord is good. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. That's where you ought to be right now. Are you there? All right, now let's go by what the Word says. Remember, the hearing of faith means hearing what the Word says, right? So if you, if, you, if you live by the hearing of faith, then you live by what the Word is saying. You don't go by what you think. It doesn't matter. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, what did he say? Here it is. We know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle was dissolved, a person just died, right? We have... A building of God. Listen, 
We already have it. Remember that spiritual life, right? Come on now. Spiritual life is the new house, right? That's Christ. See, you already have Christ, right? All right. We have a building of God. Next part, not made with hands. So we know this is not natural house. And where's the house? I just need you. I need you to help me now. I'm trying to get you somewhere. If not you, somebody watching this television broadcast who lost a loved one that don't have no hope on what's going on. You got to help teach them. All right, here we go. Now, where is the new house? It's not made with hand, but where is it? It's eternal in the heaven. If the house is eternal in the heaven, it's an eternal house, right? Right. So you have a house in eternity waiting, waiting for you which is called a glorified body. As a matter of fact, it's a perfect body that looks just like you. Man, if I told some, somebody had told me that when I was growing up, God got a perfect body just like me. Hey, listen, when Jesus was raised from the dead, did he look like himself? I mean, did Christ look like Jesus? Oh, y'all know the man, they, you know, you, you know if I take clay and put it inside of something and it get hard, it looked like what it was in, right? You only got the clay that God put the spirit in. See, you need to go down to the potter's house. I might be able to teach that one day. Because that's what God did. He used you. Remember the first man, he formed man. Come on now. He formed man how? from the dust of the ground. So you are a formed. He formed you. Now, why did he form you? Or the dust of the ground, and then he wants to put the spirit in the house he formed. So he breathed into man's nostril the what? The breath of life, and man became what? A living soul. So your soul is formed just like your house. When you think your soul looks just like your flesh, Come on now, your soul is the man that live in the house. You can't have a, 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 if I got a tall form statue, I got a tall soul, right? You don't put a little, little short soul in a man that's tall, right? <laughs> Come on now, the soul look like the flesh, right? Well, why not the spirit? So why, why did he put the spirit in you? Why do I put water in the jar? If I fill this water with jar and I freeze it, guess what? And then I pour it out, the ice is going to be shaped just like the jar. So otherwise, the new you, when you put off, well, let me ask you a question. Is a banana shaped like the banana peeling? Wonder why? I mean, if God can shape the banana, if you get a pecan, you open the pecan, and the pecan looks just like so this out here is just to shape what's on the inside. So when, when, when you come out of this, you will look just like the one you pull off. But the one you pull off is the earthly house. But the one you put on, it have to be because it have to fit your soul. Come on, I can't have a big, oh, and I'm a... So otherwise, it got it to gotta be shaped for me. So God got another building, not made with hands, but is he turning to heaven just for me? 
a, a glorified, a glorified body. See, the first body that your soul is in is this one. But the second one is the Lord from heaven and both look just like you. Now, when Jesus rose from the dead, did they know he was Jesus? Come on, talk to me. When Jesus rose from the dead, did they know that was Jesus? How did they know that was Jesus? Because it looked just like Jesus. I mean, he had to, now just think about it. I talk about this this morning in minister class. I said, wouldn't it have been awesome if you was the man from lay, walking with the Lord after he rose from the dead? Just think about it. You're walking with him after he rose from the dead and he gets here to your house and sitting at the table. All of a sudden he vanished out of their sight. And I said, you know what? That was an awesome thing because you know what? His clothes were still there. Remember he had put on the thing over him and covered him so they wouldn't know who he was? He didn't need the clothes. The clothes were just so they would not know that he, what, what if he walked up beside him, just walked up beside him and said, uh, uh, you guys uh, been to the funeral? But he didn't have nobody. So he put the clothes on for them. Come on, clap your hands so you can see what's going on. All right, let's move on. I try to share a little bit with you because I don't want you to think heaven is a strange place. Heaven is a real place with real people. Just like here. But here you die to get there. <laughs> oh my God. What a... Now let's read it. He says, eternal in the heaven. You got a glorified body eternal in the heaven. For in this we groan honestly desiring to be closed upon with our house, our body, which is from heaven. If so be being closed, we shall not be found naked. That's what happened to people who not saved. They won't have a body. They have nothing to put on. Verse 4 said, We that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we be unclothed, but clothed up on, that mortality be swallowed up in life. So my soul will be swallowed up in life. That's what God is doing. What, see, you receive eternal life, but your soul, you have the spirit of life now, Romans 8 and 2. But God is going to put you in life. Your soul lives now in Christ, in life. But once your soul leaves out of this house in Christ, it will be have eternal life. In a glorified body. See, God doing something. He said, let us make man. He, he want to make sure we have a man live forever with him. Verse number Five, now he that has wrought us or done this for the self-same thing as God who also has given us the honor of the Spirit. You don't have all of the Spirit. You have the guarantee. You don't have all of eternal life. You have the guarantee. So that once, you, see, once you, once you step out of this house into eternity, uh, into eternal life, you will be light. No flesh, no darkness. Let me, let me put it away. How, how many remember when Jesus rose from the dead? How many remember when he rose from the dead and people were outside the tomb? Sometimes you need to read that. Once he was risen from the dead and, and he stepped outside the tomb, they weren't ready for it. All those people's God in the tomb fell on the ground. 
because of the glory that was upon him. You are God's glory. The church. See, some of y'all, let me, let me move on. Sometimes I do want to share some things, but I can't do it. All right, let me move on. Let me give you your daily potion here. All right. Now, let's, let's go. Let, I can't do that. Let's go back to Romans 10, 17. Did I get anything else I said I need to go to right now? Revelation 14, 13. Thank you very much. Now, get the next one ready now. All right, Revelation 14, 13. Thank you very much. Now, we're going to start verse 12. Now, this is talking about what preacher talk, I call it. Because a lot, I heard preacher get up in the pulpit and preach this right here. Now, I don't know about you. When I read it, you let me know. Have you ever heard this, okay? Revelation chapter number 14 and verse, 15, verse 12. First of all, this was not to us. This was only to Israel. The book of Revelation was not written to you as a doctrine. It was just only telling you what has already been done. Let me say it again. The book of Revelation has already been done. Let, let me come to this camera because that person asked me a question. Well, what about, listen, the book of Revelation is done. It happened 2,000 years ago. The book of Revelation is not a continuation. The book John was on the Isle of Patmos 2,000 years. He's not out there no more. God told the church, the seven churches in Revelation, I said this to you. You don't have to take my word for it. Google the seven churches of Revelation. They'll show you every one of their ruins. They'll show you what? Every one of their ruins. They still have the ruins. People are visiting them, the seven churches in Revelation. Now, how could you see on TV the seven churches of Revelation, their ruins, and still believe it's in your future. You cannot be that dumb. I don't believe that. If you fall for that, you'll fall for a, a broke uncle in the poorhouse. No, no, a rich, a rich uncle. You know, I, I asked my mother, I'm going like, well, when are you going to get out? Man, we hurting. Don't worry about it. We got a rich uncle in the poorhouse. That just did not sound right to me. How many fell for that one? Y'all heard, y'all ever heard that before? Thank God you didn't. Because he was a rich uncle. What is he still doing in the... Man, he, my, my rich uncle never got out. I never... All right, here we go. Verse 12. Here's the patience of the saint. Let you know the saints was not you. It was the church of God. Israel. Here are... They that keep the commandment of God. Now, I'll let you know it's not us, right? Come on, now, you know you don't keep no commandment of God. That's Old Testament. You keep the law of Moses. God gave you the Ten Commandments. Come, come on, you got to be able to read. He said, here are they that keep the commandments of God. You don't keep no Ten Commandments. And the faith of Jesus. So that's, that's the new people. Now, the, the people who got saved during the days of Peter, James, and John, they, they had the faith of, faith of Jesus. Okay? But the other one kept the commandment of God, Old Testament believer. Watch what it says. And I heard a voice from heaven saying to me. Now, this is, you, if you go to a funeral, you hear usually those guys who, who think they know the Bible. And they, they have that voice. I'm not going to bother that voice. But I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Right, blessed are the dead which dieth in the Lord 
from henceforth, yea, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. I mean, make it sound like it's so interesting. You, did you hear what they just said? They rest from their labels and their works. They follow them. And you hear pastors will tell you that your, work, your works don't follow you. Listen, if my works don't follow me, I might well forget it. Then you're looking at me like that. If your works follow you, you're going to hell. <laughs> That's why Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, verse 9 said, not of works. <laughs> oh my God. Come on, thank the Lord for that. Your works won't follow you. Don't you realize if your works followed you, everything you have done going to follow you? See, that's to, the, that's, that's to them. They were saved by works. You are saved by grace. So that's why I told you, you got to understand how this goes. Their works do follow them. Now, if I go back to, to Revelation chapter 2, uh, just quickly, just quickly. You know, this ain't no new ice cream or nothing, but quickly anyway. Revelation chapter 2. Revelation chapter 2 and verse 2. Every church, he's going to say the same thing too. Now let's find out what he meant. I'm headed to my message. Revelation chapter 2 verse 2. I know thy works. I know thy works. And thy labor and thy patience. I know your work. Verse number 9. We're just moving along. You can look at them later. Verse 9. I know thy works to the church of Smyrna. He just told the church of the Ephesus, I know your works. I know thy works and tribulation. Because they were in tribulation. Revelation 2, 9. Also Pergamos, verse 13. I know thy works and where, and where thou dwellest. I even know where Satan see that. So he let him know. Down in verse number 19, Thyatira. I know thy works, every church. Why? Because he's already visited them. I know thy works and thy charity and service and your faith and your patience and thy works. See, he knew them. And then in, in the, next, the next church, he's going to talk about works. Now, at verse number 26, let's look at that before we go. In Revelation chapter 2 and verse 26, just one verse, Father's on the screen. And he that overcometh and keepeth my works, what is he talking about? I know your works. And you keep my works. Write down what his works are. John 6, 28 and 29. His work is that you believe. See, they works were keeping the commandments. His works is that you believe on whom God has sent. And then number, uh, uh, the third chapter, Sardis, and verse number 8. Revelation chapter 3, verse 8. I know thy works. And that's why I told you God has set before us an open door. There's no more closed doors. If you ever get that in your mind, when you go file applications, go to get another job and somebody tell you you can't have it, the door already open. Did you hear what he says? He said, he said to the church, I know your works. And verse 8 says, I have set before you what? An open door and no man can shut it. You got to understand, that's what he told them. He doesn't change his mind once God said something. If he said an open door, the door is still open. 
And you got to understand something. Whenever you go to, to, to do what God has put in your heart, the door's still open. Now, you can let somebody lie to you, but Christ is the door. Somebody say amen. All right, he's the gate to the sheepfold, all of them. All right, the last one is uh, found in verse number 14. Now, that's the last church, Philadelphia. Then you got Laodicea, uh, verse 14. I'm not going to be going through these anymore. I just want to show you. But let's go to my notes. I got some notes out there. What, my, what the first thing I'm supposed to be doing right now? Job 19. Let's go there. Because in Job chapter 19, now remember that's before the book of Psalms. Job chapter 19. Before the book of Psalms is the book of Job. You want to go there because this is what happened when Christ died on the cross. Now that's why Hebrew chapter 6 is so powerful. Because all this stuff that people are talking about going to happen already happened. Even eternal judgment. Now see, what you take eternal judgment as, something different. Eternal judgment, I'm going to teach, I was thought I was going to do it today, but I'm not going to get there. Well, I'm going to teach the gospel of St. John chapter 5, and I'm going to show you eternal judgment happened at the cross. Christ told us in John 12, 31, now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the God of this world be cast out, which was Satan. See, people are thinking that eternal judgment is in your future. You don't have no judgment in your future. But if you don't have Christ in you, your soul will go to hell. That's bad enough. You're going to end up with the rest of them at in the lake of fire. But eternal judgment has been done. Eternal judgment is what Jesus taught on and preached on in the Gospels of one of them, Matthew, when he told them that uh, I was hungry and you fed me. I was, if you look at that, I was naked, you clothed me. When he go through all of that, he told them to cast this person in everlasting fire. Eternal judgment. But they were saved by their works. That's why you got to understand when, you, when I go back and show you John chapter 5, those people at that time, they were saved by their good works. This is why you got people today think they can be saved by their good works. You cannot be saved by what you do. And I'm going to show you that one. That's John chapter 5, verse 24 and 25. I'm going to go there out for here. I'm going to go there out for here. All right, here we go. Job chapter 19, verse 23. Come to this camera. Verse 23 said, Oh, that my words were not were now written. Oh, that they were printed in a book. That they were graven with an iron pen and laid in the rock forever. For I know that my Redeemer liveth. That's why we sang that song today. When I was in study, God gave me this, told me to make sure I want to sing this today. I know, see, I know. That my Redeemer liveth. Now watch what, this, this man here is the oldest book in the Bible. Beside Genesis is the book of Job. And here this man is saying, I know my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand, he, he, he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. Now upon the earth was talking about in the promised land. He going to stand upon the earth. And though after my skin, worm destroyed this body. That's the physical body. 
Yet in my flesh, he's talking about the soul, I shall see God. So you got to understand, the flesh went to the grave. The soul was risen. The soul was saved. Watch this. So when you preach Peter, Peter says, in the days of Christ, eight souls were saved by water. You understand what I mean? God saved the soul. The flesh going back to the ground because God got another house to put the soul in. Do everybody understand that? So you don't want the same old house. I don't want this old house here. I mean, come on. Why live all my life and then put me back in the same old house after you raised me from the dead? I don't want this body no more. I want one just like Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. So he said, for though after, after skins warm, destroy this body, yet in my flesh, he's talking about his soul, shall I see God? When I shall see for myself, he said, look, whom I shall see for myself, my eyes shall behold him and not another. Though my reins of my soul be consumed within me. Now, he's talking about what he's going through now. But you got to understand something. If you, I don't, you read that out of the NLT sometime. I don't have the time. Let's go to Hosea chapter 13, verse 14. Hosea 13, 14. I, I, got, I get what I got over there from you a little later. Because I got to do two in Isaiah. Hosea chapter 13. Did I say that? 13, 14. So yeah, I want you to mark these because this is so good. And I want you to also put down Daniel chapter 12, verse 1 through 3. While we're in Hosea. See, if you, you pass Daniel, you get to Hosea. You know all this stuff. I'm just helping you out. We're going to go back to Daniel. We're going to do uh, Hosea. After you pass Daniel. Hosea chapter 13, verse 14, right? Now, this is what God did. This is what he did. He said, I would ransom them from the power of the grave. See, Job, Job was talking right because he knew God going to ransom him from the power of the grave. I will redeem thee from death. See, that's why Christ died, because what the blood did. What did the blood do? Do you know what the blood? The blood redeemed. You can't redeem without blood. See, you need to put that down. See, redemption, you have no redemption without the blood. The blood of Christ is what paid for your salvation. Come on, get a lot of big hands. That's what it means by redeem, redeem, I've been redeemed. We used to sing that down south from the choir stand. I used to get happy when they used to go from side to side. I've been redeemed. I've been redeemed. Then they say, I've been baptized. I'm going like, oh, God. Well, the redeem was good. All right. I was, I would ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. Oh, death. Now, you got the same thing that Paul quoted in 1 Corinthians 15, uh, the, latter, the last part of that chapter. He says, oh, death, I'll be thy plague. Oh, grave, I'll be thy destruction. Repentance shall be hid from my eyes. Why is he saying that? Because that's what he did. You in Christ, you will never see death. You will never see hell. You will never see the grave. And yet people are telling you, you're going to have to go to the grave. Let's go to Isaiah. Isaiah 25, verse 6 through 9. Back up. Isaiah 25. 
Put down that first Thessalonians 4, 13. We might get there. Isaiah. Chapter 20, 25, 6-9. Isaiah 25. I hope you mark these in your Bible and you can be able to look at them a little later. See, this is good, this is good stuff you can read around the, with the firewood on there. Now, you don't have firewood. Now, some of y'all got firewood. Verse 6. Here we go. And in this mountain, what did Christ die? In the mountain. In this mountain shall the Lord of hosts make unto all people a feast. Woo! Eat the lamb, baby. That's what he's talking about. Eat the, somebody say, eat the lamb. Right. He's going to have a feast of fat things, a feast of wine and lead and fat things full of marrow, wine and leaves, well fine. So he's talking about eating his lamb. That's Christ, right? And, and, and in this crowd, watch what he said he's going to do. I will destroy in this mountain the face of the covering. How many know that's the law? Come on, that's the veil. That's the, that's the face of the covering. That's cast over all people, which was the law. Didn't he, didn't he tell you what it is? The veil that is spread over all nations. How many know that was the law? Then he said, he, that's what he did. He conquered it. He destroyed it. He will swallow up death because by the law came death in victory. He said, I will swallow up death in victory and the Lord God, that's the Lord God is the Holy Ghost. The word Lord is Christ, the Son. The Lord God is the Holy Ghost and the word God is the Father. Okay? So when you talk, you got to know which words you're using. All right? When you're going to talk about the Father, you talk about the word God. So when you hear people holler about God, that means they don't know the Son. The Son is Lord. Ain't that right? Christ is both what? Lord and Christ. And, 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 and the Holy Ghost is who? Lord God. All right? So always know when you say something what you're saying, Okay? All right, and verse number eight said, he will swallow up death in victory and the Lord God, the Holy Ghost, will wipe away tears from off their faces and the rebuke of his people shall he take away his people, his people, his people, he's talking about Israel, will take away from off the earth for the Lord has spoken it. And it shall be said in that day, this is our God. Remember? He, we have waited on him. See, that's what they're supposed to know when they saw Jesus. This is our God. We have waited on him. And he will save us. This is the Lord. See, they call him God. Then they call him the Lord. Because we waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Somebody get the Lord a big hand. That's what you got to know. You got to know that word. Let's go to Isaiah 26, 19. Next, next page over. Isaiah 26, 19. Thy dead men shall live together with my dead body. So you have to understand what God did. If you understand sowing a seed, a corn, when the corn come up, you don't eat the piece of corn that came up. That's what died. If you ever do this, get you a jar in your house and put a drop of corn down in the water. And you'll see out of that one grain of corn will come up a stem. And it will keep growing until it come out your jar. 
the coin that you dropped in the water is still at the bottom of the water. That's what Christ told you in John chapter 12, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it's going to abide alone. But if it die, it's going to bring forth fruit. So Christ died, he's the seed, so he can bring forth you. Come on, clap your hands and thank him for it. You are the fruit, you are, we are the fruit that came from the seed. All right, thy dead men shall live together with my dead body. They shall arise. And that's what happened when Christ was died. Awake and sing, you that dwell in the dust. That's what happened. Awake and sing. That's what happened to Old Testament believers. For thy dew is as the dew of the herbs, and the earth shall cast out her dead. See, that's what happened when Jesus was raised from the dead at his crucifixion. The earth gave up its dead. The earth quaked, the rocks rent, and the body that was sleeping in the ground, the Bible told you that in Matthew chapter number 27 and verse 50. I can't go to that. You can write it down. From 50 to 53. Matthew 27, verse 50 through 53. Come, my people. See, he's talking about Israel. In into your chambers. He's talking about in the graves. Shut thy door in the graves. Hide yourself as if it was for a little moment, until the indignation be passed. That's the cross. Because when he came on the cross, behold, the Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth. And that's what, he, that's what he waited for the Lord to come back. For the iniquity, the earth shall be disclosed her blood and shall no more cover her slain. And that's why they all was raised from the dead. He was waiting. That's 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 13 through 18. All right, now where I'm going next. Where? Daniel 12. Daniel 12. Thank you. I didn't hear that first word. Daniel chapter 12. You're going to go forward. Daniel chapter 12. See, if you look at this word, this word, you have to be able to rightly divide the word. You are already risen in Christ. So when somebody tell you in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 that you're going to sleep in Jesus and then when God comes, he's going to wake you. No, no, no. That ain't talking about you. It's talking about the folk I just got to reading. These people I'm reading to you right now. All right. And in Daniel chapter 12, come to this camera. And verse number one. At that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people, Israel. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never since there was a nation, even so that same time. And at that time, thy people, Israel, shall be delivered. Everyone shall be found written in the book. You are not in the book. You in the person. Let me say it again. Don't be telling God, like down south, we always say, write my name on the road. I've been changed. You know, all this stuff. Listen, you are not in a, you're not in a book. The book of life has been fulfilled. Christ is our life. Old Testament, they put your name in a book. You're not in a book, you're in a person. Oh my God. Help us, Lord. All right. Read in the book. Many of them that sleep in the dust. That's first Thessalonians, first Thessalonians chapter 4. They were still in the dirt. They were sleeping in the dust. That's why Paul talked about in first Thessalonians chapter 4. We go there and they, those that sleep in Christ, in Jesus, would God bring with him. 
Many of them will sleep in the dust of the earth, shall awake. Some to everlasting life. We're going to show you that and I get to John chapter 5, verse 24. I'm going to start there. Some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting content. That's why Jesus taught them on the goats and the sheep. The goat would go on the left hand, the goat, right hand, the goat. The, the right hand, he said, enter into the joy of the Lord. The left hand, they enter into a fire and condemnation. See, if you just read the Bible, you already know it's not you. So when somebody gets up and reads you First Thessalonians, they do not do they do not know what they talk about. All right. And then verse number three says, And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn away men into righteousness as the stars forever. First Thessalonians 4.13. I've been talking about it. I needed to hit it just a little while. My time has already gone. I'm just got a minute. First Thessalonians chapter 4. Are you enjoying the word? Amen. Come on, give me a good amen. amen. You know why I have my ministers with me in the morning? So they can minister to me. So when they read the word of God, see, I believe the word. The word of God is iron sharpen and iron. So I want them to read to me so I can be sharp for y'all when I come out here. And I'm not talking about with no soup. First Thessalonians chapter 4. That's why I say to my ministers, when you, when you hear something, you're not sure what you heard or you're not understanding it, correct me. Say something about it. Ask a question. So I can be able to minister. That's how I'm taught I'm reproved. But you understand that is a good thing in a good way because what it does, it, it, it'll make me go to the Word and show it to you. And that's what I need to do. I don't want to minister something to, out here to you unless that already had been proven. I go over everything over and over and over and over before I come out here to you. When I come out here to you, I'm ready. Cut on the light. <clears throat> Let's get this. All right, here we go. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. Coming back to this camera. I hope y'all don't mind. I love this camera. Let me go to the people on this side. I know y'all be saying that person. We're going to go right. We got a camera person over there. There you go. Thank you so very much. Thank you very much. First Thessalonians 4, 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brothers, concerning them which are asleep. That ain't y'all. Y'all ain't sleep. These are the same folk who sleep during the days of Daniel. This is what I just read to you, Job. Job said, those skins destroy this body. Yet in my flesh, I'm going to see God. There ain't none of you. But they'll turn around and say, yeah, this funeral today we got concerning them which are asleep. That you're sorry not even as others would have no hope, which was the Gentiles. But if you believe that Jesus died, rose again, so you see no blood, that's how you know it's not yours. Yours is blood. You got some blood in yours. They just believe Jesus died. And what they did, because the Galatians said they took him down from the, ground, from the cross. They supposed to believe he died, but he rose again because they said somebody stole his body. But he did rise again. Even so, them also watched their switch sleep in Jesus, meaning they're still in the ground. Will God bring with them? And yet people are talking, well, you, you don't believe God's going to come back? Coming back for what? You ain't in the ground. Why can't you just get saved now and go home? You want to go in the ground, stay in the ground for the Lord to come, and he can blow the trumpet, and then you can get up out of the ground and say, here I am, Lord. I know you were coming. Why go through all of that when you just get saved now and go home? Verse 15. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord. By the word of the Lord means he's already spoken this. This we are speaking to you by the word of the Lord. Otherwise, he gave you references that's already been spoken, Old Testament. 
Watch what he said by the word of the Lord. That we which are alive 2,000 years ago and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. The word sleep means dead. You're going to be able to go back and read uh, Lazarus. He first he told them Lazarus sleep. And they didn't understand what he said. Listen, he said, let me tell you clearly, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad so I can awake him out of his sleep. See, that's, what he, that's what, why he did in the Old Testament. He come to wake them out of their sleep. For the Lord himself come to wake them out of their sleep. Now, if you want to go on the ground and say that Jesus come, and you believe Jesus is coming, then don't get saved. Don't have Christ in you. Then you go get in the ground, and you stay there. I'll bury you. And you get in the ground. You stay there. When the Lord come, if I'm still alive, I remind him that you're in that ground because I'm the one buried you. All right. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and watch this. And the dead in Christ gonna rise first. Now the dead in Christ are the one that got that died following Christ and believing in Christ after the guys that believed in Jesus. You understand? Remember, we talking about a, a period of time uh, from from Jesus following Jesus Christ. That was during the days of Paul. We remember Christ came at AD seventy. So you got to understand, we talking about 70, 70 years. So Jesus was in ministry uh, all the way up until eight. Uh, 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 B.C., from B.C. 3 to A.D. 30 when he died. Now, here was another 40 years, which was A.D. 70, before he returned. Now, all them people who believed in him on the Paul ministry were dead in Christ. You understand what I mean? Uh, they, they, they was not dead for us in Christ, but they were called the dead in Christ. All right. They died following Christ, believing in Christ. All right. Now, they were in the, they, they, what Keep going, Pastor. Then it says in verse number, they're going to rise first. Then we which are alive, Paul talked about, because Paul said, I'm going to still be here. And you know if it was, A.D. 70, his last book was A.D. 67. All right. Then, they, then we which are alive remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet them in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. So I don't know how in the world people get themselves in that today. That has nothing to do with you. Don't die and go on the ground waiting on the Lord. When you can receive him now and go home, go to sleep. All right. First Corinthians chapter 15. Come on, stand up on your feet. Can we get the Lord a great big hand for his word? Come on, get the Lord a great big hand. I wait on you. Praise the Lord. I'm going to come. I'm going to come back. I'm going to come down here. Thank you. Right here. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received and where you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you believed in vain. I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how Christ died for our sin, and how the verse is how. How did he die for our sin? He was crucified. He, was, he died on the cross for our sin. And according to the scripture, and that he was buried, according to the scripture means to fulfill the scripture. He was buried, he rose from the dead the third day to fulfill the scriptures. That's salvation. Christ died to fulfill the scripture. And I said it like this. If you could ever understand what I'm saying right now, Whatever Jesus fulfilled, Christ became. 
Jesus fulfilled every jot, every tittle in God's love. He obeyed God's word to the teeth. And now Christ became everything he had for Hey, my time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.